This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Three, two, one. Let's go. What's hot in the strip clubs? Your hosts, the 2016 and 2017 recipients of the Exotic Dancer Publications DJ of the Year Award, Danny Myers and Alan Fong. Hey, welcome to the Rockin' Pod Recap. This is the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. We are the number one strip club music podcast in the world. That's Alon Fong. I'm Danny Myers. What is Rockin' Pod Recap? We are recapping Rockin' Pod. Well, <laughs> Rockin' Pod, this was such a fun uh, fun expo that Alon and I got invited to. Uh, it's very simple. It's rock stars and podcasters. And we got invited hey, awesome. to bring our equipment, and uh, and they set us up with a whole bunch of amazing interviews. Uh, we had nine altogether interviews that we did with different people. And, uh, you know, one of them, it wasn't all musicians because we had Craig Gass, who is a comedian, and he was funny as hell. Yeah, man, dude, what a blast. So he's on the Howard Stern Show. So most people know him from the Howard Stern Show as well as the stand-up career. And an amazing amount of celebrities dropped by the show during the interview. I mean, we had Sean Connery, Al Pacino, <laughs> uh, Christopher Walken, Sam Kennison, Tracy Morgan, just the name of the few of the stars who stopped by. It was amazing how many people he knows. Yeah. I didn't and, see their faces, but I heard their voices. Yeah, yeah. And you get to find out how Craig Gass inspired In Love with a Stripper. Yeah? Yeah, cool. yeah. That story was the inspiration. For the T-Pain classic, In Love with a Stripper. Yeah, so let's not talk about it. Let's let Craig do it, because this is a copy. It's uh, about 14, 15 minutes. That's what we had with him. And I want you to listen to this and, and get to know this guy, because he is funny AF. We are uh, recording right here at Rockin' Pod 2023 in Nashville. <laughs> nah, nah, we don't go live. We're not talented enough. But uh, yeah, what's hot in the Strip Clubs podcast uh, right here, part of Pantheon Podcast Network. We got a hell of a comedian right now. Craig Gass is with us. He's an American actor, comedian. He's an impressionist, and I know we're going to get you doing some impressions while you're in here. Mm-hmm. Best known for his uh, roles in Kings and Queens, Family Guy, American Dad, Sex in the City. And, um, oh, you're also a Seahawks super fan. We're going to talk about that yes, in a little bit I as well. Am. But first of all, welcome to What's Hot in the Strip Clubs. I am, as soon as I saw the name of the podcast, <laughs> I thought, wow, well, that's, uh, is this going to be about my childhood? Because hey, hey. uh, that's how I spent all my teenage years was in strip clubs. 18 and up. Most clubs are 18 and up. They, uh, he was 18 and up, ladies and gentlemen. He was born for, uh, I I was legal six, purposes. I think I was 16 or 17, and the clubs were 21 and over. <laughs> And I started dating strippers when I was, yeah, when I was like 17. And it was just like, wow. I mean, it, um, girls that were uh, really nice and had money and cool outfits and outstanding yeah. features. Yes. Yeah, they were just beautiful eyes. They were wonderful. They were wonderful. Yeah, it's weird, man. My memory is like so vague. 
Um, but it's I, all coming back to him now. Yes. Yeah, there was there was two weeks in a row recently where somebody said to me, one was in Providence, one was in St. Louis. I don't know why I'm sharing this story. <laughs> Go um, ahead. This, uh, a girl walks up to me in Providence and says, I don't know if you remember me. I used to work here at the club about 20 years ago. And I go, oh, okay. And I go, I don't, rem- I don't know if I remember you. And, and we're talking and talking about that time that she was there. And I said, oh, so did a lot of comedians hit on you? And she goes, oh, yeah. She's like, but I only had sex with one. And I was like, oh, oh. yeah? And I was like, who was it? And then she paused and she was like, it was you. And I went, oh, my God, high five. And I high fived her. I high-fived her like, how cool is that? We had sex. How cool is that? You sing that Akon song. I just said sex. Yeah. 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 I was like, I was so proud of myself. I was like, wow, look at that, man. She she didn't ask for a DNA sample, did she? No. Same thing happened like a week or two later in St. Louis. And, um... But yeah, uh, fun times growing up. So, so you're going to start your own state. You're going to collect all your kids from all the strip clubs around the country <laughs> and buy some land. It'll be called uh, Gasylvania. Gassy Town. All right, Gasylvania. Right? I love it. Bam, I love and it. And then, you know, everyone, so when you go to a strip club, all the strippers out there, all my fellow dancers, make sure you bring a little, you know, Q-tip to get a DNA sample, swab his mouth. We'll get it taken care of. God, get when a you bring lot up- of tax breaks for you right there. Anyone who grew up in that time frame cringes when you hear the word Q-tip. But anyways, yeah. uh, there was an old school way of finding out if something was wrong, and it was not good. Anyway, so, but uh, yeah, I'm interrupting everything. I'm, I'm no, just taking over. So. This is what we actually like doing. Just, yeah. Yeah, going off script. We have no script. We just, you know. But I did hear, you know, you, tell me about how you learned to speak, because your parents are deaf. Yes. Well, I'm a comedian who's known for doing impressions. Mm-hmm. And the way I became... Uh, a guy who could do that was based on circumstance. I grew up in a family, and this is going to sound like a joke, but it's not. Everyone in my family is deaf. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mom, my dad, and my sister are all completely deaf. So growing up in a deaf family, I couldn't learn how to talk for my family. I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. Sure. And never got an accent from the Bronx, which is where I'm from. That's awesome. Yeah. And I always I always say that everybody in the Bronx uh, sounds like Tracy Morgan. Everybody in the Bronx talk like this, whether you black or white, yeah. male or female. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's always uh, been a thing that I could do. Like, the weirder the voice, the easier it is for me to do it. So, from Christopher Walken, who's got a real... Stop and go, kind of voice. Where he'll talk every once in a while. He'll stop. It's like Shatner, and then he'll keep going. Yeah, and uh, or Al Pacino, whose voice is a voice <laughs> that women love to hear, even though he loves to yeah. Oh, no reason. Yeah. So yeah, I did a. A voicemail of Al Pacino for Paul Stanley. Paul That's Stanley awesome. asked me to do his voicemail, and, and he sent me a text like, "I just want you to do like, like kind of scent of a woman." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." And, I, and so I recorded a thing where I, as Al Pacino, and I said, "Hi, this is Al Pacino. You've reached the star child. Leave a message and get to the point. Oh. Nobody wants to hear you ramble on and on." If you ramble too much, I know where you live. I'm coming to your house, and I'm taking a flamethrower to that motherfucker. And I sent it to him, and I said, let me know if you have any uh, any notes. And he texted me right back and said, yeah, I have some notes. And I was like, oh, what? 
I said, you don't have to curse. Just say, hey, it's Al Pacino. And I was like, all right. So then I, I did a clean version for him, and he was like, hey, that was great. And I was like, all right, thank you. And then, um, yeah, so it's weird. People you do impressions of, it's, it's always a weird feeling to them. And I can understand it because the first time you hear your voice on a recording, right. it's very upsetting. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, is that what I, that doesn't sound like what I think I sound like. So, so I understand it. Um, so when you do an impression of somebody and everybody starts laughing, usually the person you're doing the impression of doesn't get it at no. all. It's like, right. why, yeah, told, yeah. why no. is that funny? I remember working on a TV show with Alec Baldwin who said to me, you know why? It's because you take a part of their soul. And I was like, Jesus, what the hell are you talking about? Mazel, mazel. Yeah, I have to sneeze. Hold on. I can feel it coming. That <coughs> was a cough sneeze. It was cute. It was, it was. Thank you. So let me ask All you, my so sneezes I do. Cute. I'm not a professional. Pro- I do impressions. I'm just for the fun oh, no shit. Right but on. I've always, I've always said when I talk to people, uh, even when I strip club DJ, I would do impressions on the mic. Like I would do no the Australian guy. Like, the male's a species. Approaches the dancer. with a dollar <laughs> bill when they're not tipping. Is, is he going to approach her? I don't know. He's sick for his scent, and I would do this whole monologue over. I just came here from Australia. I was in Australia for the last two weeks. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So, but I got to ask you, like, I know one of some of the voices I do to get the sound, you got to contort your face, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mouth does crazy things, right? So, like, how do you do? My question for you: what, How do you finalize the sound or get it dialed in? Is there like, you know what I mean? Like for you professionally, or like when you're practicing, is it? The, the catchphrase that helps get you there or like little I hit phrases? one note I just hit one if I can find one note mm-hmm. I'll hit that note and I and it's the only note I can do and I'll just do that note over and over again until I can add more notes to it and so like then more like, phrases and like yeah I remember with Christopher Walken for some reason all I had with Christopher Walken was little man <laughs> and I couldn't do anything else right. but I could go little man <laughs> little man <laughs> little man and then Eventually, you start adding right. other notes and scales, <laughs> and you can paint a full picture. You know, That's great. same thing with Kinnison. I remember it was like, um, uh, I think it was like, ah, you bastard. That's it. That's all I had. Okay. Ah, you bastard. You know. Yeah. And that's all I could do. And then, eventually, if you do more cocaine <laughs> and you develop a pretty bad drug problem, you can do it all. Oh! <laughs> and you start you start building and filling out an entire canvas. So that, that's how I would usually do it. And um, and then uh, there's moments, and I, I don't know if you're like this, I'll go to a movie, and I'll walk out of the movie with someone's yes. voice stuck in my head yes. from that movie, and I'll just be talking like that person for the rest of the day. Absolutely. And for some reason, there's something about not thinking about it at all that you can just do it like that. Yeah. And then if you start to think about it, then it kind of falls apart. Yeah. Like, I'll do a reggae accent, but then it slips into an Irish brogue right. somehow, because I lose <laughs> right. it. Right? I lose <laughs> it. They're close. Right. I've done it on the show. You're like, Elon, you went what from the fuck reggae you to Irish. What <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Does, yeah. uh, uh, I also like doing the dichotomy of having, like, a sweet, innocent, like, you know, Yogi Bear. Hey, yo, boo-boo. Yeah. Right? And then going into the cussing or the, the blue stuff, where he's oh, like, of course. oh, fuck the ranger, boo-boo. You know, it's... Yeah, my whole uh, show in... in um, Australia, New Zealand. Um, I was opening for this guy Russell Peters. It was my first arena tour. I'd never done an arena okay. tour. We did all arenas across Australia, New Zealand, and um, he's been trying to get me to do shows because he said, "Dude, your impressions will like. You need to go and travel internationally. Your impressions would do well anywhere in the world." So he was right. Like every night, I'm doing these shows, and every time I hit a voice, people go, "Whoa!" and they 
it's, it's almost like they had never heard impressions before. Right. So he was like, you got to squeeze some more in there. And then I started doing this awful thing, to your point, where it's funny to take a, a voice and do something terrible with it. Yeah. I started doing this thing where somebody recommended me years ago when I first started doing stand-up. They're like, hey, you should do uh, Casey Kasem doing Elvis, which didn't make <laughs> oh, any sense to what? me. And I was like, Casey Kasem doing Elvis. So I pulled the stool up and I said, all right, here you go. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem and I'm doing Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Down one notch and in at number two. <laughs> I'm doing Elvis. And then it becomes... All right, Sean Connery doing Elvis. Show Elvis. You like it sloppy, don't you? <laughs> How'd you like the Goldfinger? And then it becomes all these celebrities, quick, bang, like bang, bang, ten bang. seconds yeah. of everybody fucking Elvis, or and it's prefer. and it's uh, yeah, and that's the oh. most fun thing to do is to have you, you learn an impression and then just to bastardize it, you know, like like for the Howard Stern show, I'm learning this. Um, somebody sent me a note and said, "Can you do?" Uh, Mike Lindell, uh, and I was like the My Pillow guy, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, I used to do a lot of coke, so how hard can that be? Yeah. And, uh, and then you then you start doing the voice. Uh, I would like watch his story that he's a recovering crackhead, and it's just fun to go. Hey everybody, it's Mike Lindell from My Pillow. <laughs> I used to smoke rock cocaine. I used to smoke cocaine, and uh, I'm, I'm clean and sober now. But I used to smoke cocaine. Uh, listen to Howard Stern. With Craig Gass, he's back on the Howard Stern Show. Please, I'll suck your dick. I'm sorry, I'm recovering crackhead. But watch the Howard Stern Show and listen to Craig Gass. I'll let you shave my pillows. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm recovering crackhead. I'm sorry. You know, so it's it's fun to take. Even with Al Pacino back in the day on the Howard, when I first started sitting on the Howard Stern Show, Al Pacino had twins, and I said, wouldn't it be funny to have one of the babies on the show? And that was a regular segment where Howard would go, man, you're Al Pacino's baby. What do you like to do for fun? Uh, what do I like? I like to pee. <laughs> I like you like to, to pee? Titties. I love to suck on some titties and pee. Hoo-ah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You so, know, the Mike Lindell thing, that explained, I didn't know he was a crackhead. That explained, he didn't sleep for years, so he created a pillow. That Dude, makes sense now. That guy, if you watch, it, uh, I think it's Fox News did a, of course it's Fox, Fox. News, that did a documentary about <laughs> Mike Lord, Lindell. A documentary. And in the middle of the documentary, he, he's very honest about yeah. his, his crack smoking. What's interesting is he says, I, I used to smoke up. Uh, uh, crack cocaine in a warehouse in uh, downtown Minneapolis. And I had friends I used to smoke crack with, but I'm very well versed in the Bible. So I would talk about, I would tell them about the book of the uh, the Battle of Armageddon and about the end times. And they would just leave, you know, they wouldn't hang out. And I was like, and all I can think of is like, if I'm smoking crack cocaine all night with a guy who won't stop talking about oh, end times, I got to get the fuck out yeah. of there. Like, I am. I'm not uh, uh, comfortable in my own skin when I'm high on cocaine. So if you're going to start talking about that battle of Armageddon. Damn. Uh, I got to ask you this. I'm a huge Van Halen fan. They got oh, yeah. me started in music. Yeah. Do you do an Eddie Van Halen impression? Of course. Can I hear Eddie? We have more with comedian Craig Gass all coming up after this. Hey, everybody. This is comedian Craig Gass. You might want to Google that. And you're listening to the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast network hey pantheon listeners christian swain here you caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with john and beth i want to share my first experience with factor meals for you i think you'll find this interesting because i bet the same thing happens to you 
I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. What's hot in the strip clubs? Your hosts, Danny Myers and Alon Fong. 
Yes, we're back with comedian Craig Gass. Check out this story about Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Do you do an Eddie Van Halen impression? Of course. Can I hear Eddie? Can I lived at his him? house. I know. I, 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 I got to get your car just so I can hear the stories off because we don't have enough time. Yeah, it's uh, from the very first night I met him. Um, I, I met his assistant at a concert. I didn't know it was his assistant. I was introduced to him backstage at a Scorpions docking concert okay. as, dude, this guy. I'm going to introduce you to this guy. He lives with one of the biggest rock stars on the planet, but don't tell him I told you that. And he goes, Maddie, hey, this is my friend Craig. I don't know if you are a fan of Howard Stern or if you watch this TV show right. or that TV show. And the guy goes, dude, I am like your biggest fan. And I go, get the fuck out of here. Really? Hey, nice to meet you. And we're talking. We exchange phone numbers and we make a plan to go bowling. Okay. He showed up at the bowling alley with Eddie Van Halen. Fuck me. And, uh, and his son. And, um, Wolfie. Uh, yeah, Wolfie was 12 at the time. And, um, and Eddie's smoking in the, in the bowling alley. And he's like, and then I, I, I start piecing the whole thing together. I figure out, okay, so this guy, Maddie, is Eddie's assistant. Okay. He lives in a guest house on the same property as Eddie. Wow. He runs the 5150 Studios, which okay. is also on the same property. Yes. And he's such a Howard Stern fan that he gets up every morning. At 5.30 in the morning. Because he's West Coast time. West Coast time. And he goes up into the studio, and he turns on the Howard Stern Show, and he listens to all five hours awesome. every day. While in the 5150 In the 5150 studios while he's, while he's working, getting That's his amazing. stuff together. So when I started appearing on the Howard Stern Show, he starts uh, telling Eddie, like, dude, there's this guy um, who's on the Howard Stern Show now who does a perfect Tracy Morgan impression. And then like a week later, oh my God, the same guy does a perfect Lars Ulrich impression. And then a week later, oh my God, the same guy does Paul Stanley and on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, yeah. So in the bowling alley, Eddie is sitting there going, dude, I know all about you. <laughs> I know everything about you. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, that's cool. you know. And, and he's like, yeah. And he's telling me all these stories about me, including a story that I shared on the air. Howard was trying to take credit for my entire career, which he was absolutely correct in. And I remember saying, oh, Howard, it's it's even deeper than that. I've been broke my whole life until I met you. And once you started helping me, all I've ever wanted um, was to own an illegal cable box. That's all I've ever wanted was to own an illegal Dream cable big. box. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, you know, it was like these boxes you, you send to a P.O. box number. I remember those. You send money to a P.O. box. You don't even know if you're going to get this right. thing. And a few weeks later in the mail, you get this thing. You hook it up to your cable. It unscrambles all your channels. <laughs> so Eddie Van Halen in the bowling alley goes, dude, I heard you broke your whole life. Is that true? And I go, yeah, it is. He goes, me too. I grew up in the ghetto. He's an intense starer. Oh, yeah. okay. And uh, he goes, I heard that. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but. You always want a legal cable box? And I go, yeah, yeah, that that is true. I told it on the air. And he goes, yeah, that's crazy because he looked both ways. And he went, I got a legal cable box, too. And I go, are you serious? And Eddie goes, yeah, the thing is, I'm fucking rich, but don't want to pay for cable. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? It was one of the most surreal conversations awesome. I ever had with him. And then over the course of the next year and a half, uh, I would go and hang out with Maddie, his assistant, at the studio. Eddie would stroll in from time to time. And then when a relationship of mine ended, Eddie invited me to move into the house. So. That's awesome. And, and the, the actual invitation was, uh, he goes, dude, pack up your shit, move in with me. And I said, <laughs> is that okay? And he goes, yeah. yeah. He goes, dude, you can stay in the recording studio. Just, you know, don't tell anybody, but the band's getting back together. 
<laughs> so, wow, so you were there for all that then. So it's going to be noisy at night. I was there in 2004 wow. when uh, they were. he was reuniting with Sammy to make an album that was a best of album right. that had two new new tracks on a best of album. Yep. And that's when I was uh, there. January awesome. till whenever the tour started that year in 2004 is when I was living wow. there. So yeah, it was very surreal time in my life but um but grateful for the stories what are your socials so people can follow you and check out that story it's on online you can hear more about it at sure. craig gas comedy everywhere at craig gas comedy with two s's and um go through my instagram and you'll see some shit on my instagram that i usually uh, like there's a video of me with sam kinnison when i was 17 i think mm. uh early on in my uh, cocaine years and um <laughs> And it's me with Sam, and it's an unbelievable video uh, that I just um, found. Cool. Uh, and there's a lot of old pictures that I don't say who it is, but you can look at the picture and go, what the fuck? <laughs> and you'll see in the comments people going, who's the Axl Rose looking guy? And I'm like, <laughs> Axl Rose. I don't know. You <laughs> yeah. tell me. You know? And, uh, but yeah, That's at awesome. Craig Gas Comedy with two S's. So. Well, hey, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And, Thank uh, you, buddy. This again. We're going to have you on it. Uh, go Steelers. I'm a Steelers. I'm from Pittsburgh. I love football, <laughs> and uh, two of my favorite cities to perform on are, are Pittsburgh and Green Bay awesome. because of the deep, deep love oh, yeah. of football in those towns. Oh, yeah. And uh, But, yeah, I love – dude, I love sheets. How can you not yes! love sheets? Thank you. I would stick my dick in a sheets breakfast sandwich. That is the most and amazing. Has, ladies and gentlemen, in fact, as a thing to his fans, if you go to sheets – and find the one that he stuck his dick in, he'll send you a personalized message. Yep. That's not oh. mayonnaise. <laughs> yep. That's right. Go to Sheets. Big endorsement for Sheets. I love Sheets. Yeah. There you so, go. Thank you, guys. Greg Gass, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank, thank you, thank brother. You. Alan, I got to tell you, I had so much fun interviewing Craig Gass. He stopped by. <laughs> I didn't really know a whole lot about him, as with a lot of the artists that, I, that we got to meet and comedians, and we met writers and journalists and musicians and all that. But I got to tell you, I, I think I was, this was in the middle of three back-to-back-to-back interviews. And the thing that stands out to me is I was so busy producing and, and doing all that, I didn't realize how funny that freaking guy is, man. That oh, was God, a good yeah. show. And, and I was yeah. listening back to it and I was like, holy shit, that's some funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard me in the interview. I was cracking up left and right. He had me in stitches. And I got to learn how to work on my impressions. You know me, I always like to do voices all the time. So he gave me some nice pointers. Uh, and how about that Eddie Van Halen story? That was what, like, I'm, everyone, if you listen to the show, knows I'm a huge Van Halen fanatic. So to live at Eddie Van Halen's house in the studio while they're kind of doing the reunion thing, oh, my God, I'd have been in heaven. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was our interview with Craig Gass. We've got nine interviews to go. We have already released, uh, let's see, um, Eric Martin. From Mr. Big. We did that one coming up. Um, we had uh, guitarist Steve Blaze from uh, Lillian Axe was with us. We've already released that one. We've got a bunch more coming up. So, man, keep listening to our podcast. We appreciate them. Share them. Leave some comments. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple or any place that lets you leave a comment, as long as it's a good comment, leave us a comment and five stars, would you? Just a little reminder, all of the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcasts, including the Panda Top 20, Bubbling Under, Off the Charts, Flashback Friday, Classic Rock Remixes, Behind the Curtain, and Strip Club Hall of Fame. And this one, the Rockin' Pod recap, can be found at whatshotitsc.com. Thanks for listening to What's Hot in the Strip Clubs with Danny Myers and Alon Fong. 
presented by Panda and Strip Joints Music. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.